Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spinning the Reel. I am your host, Cody, and if things sound a little off, it's probably because you're expecting Evan's voice, and well, guess what? Evan ain't here this week. He is on vacation, having a good old time, and uh, he left me here with you, so that's his mistake for this podcast. But, you know, if he were here, I know what he'd actually say. He'd give me a pat on the back and say, you're doing good, kid. You really bring the show together. He says that off the air all the time, but I figure I'd bring that up on the air because he'll never admit it. So I'm admitting it to you guys now. Uh, I am going to do something that Evan usually regularly forgets. It's like a once a month thing. We are recording this on Tuesday, June 8th. It'll probably come to you by June 9th because unfortunately it's a little bit late and I just don't have the time to edit it all by myself. I'm going to be honest with you guys. But uh, Evan didn't want to leave you hanging and either did I. So ahead of time, we did record a segment for Cruella that came out over this past weekend on Disney Plus, and our thoughts and opinions and all that will be on this episode. Uh, to fill the gap, though, I am bringing back a special guest that has been on the show before. You guys know him as the Animation Boy. It is, yes, you guessed it. It's Connor, baby. He's back. Uh, I'm bringing him back because a couple weeks ago when we talked Mortal Kombat, uh, if you guys remember, I was talking about if there was a live action remake of a video game, which Mortal Kombat technically in a sense is, uh, what that would kind of look like and uh, if it would really work with other movies. So the big one that is supposed to release in 2022 is a video game called Borderlands. It already has some casting with uh, some very familiar names and faces in the acting world. So we're going to go through that, Connor and I. Uh, he's big into the video game scene, so I figure we can dive a little bit more into it than what we had previously with just Evan and I. Uh, and then to further fill the gap, uh, a game for myself that I will just be playing with you guys as we go through it is a, a quick little quiz that I found online. I thought it'd be fun. It's going to be, which 101 Dalmatian are you? So, you know, got to have a game it's the way it works on this podcast still. So I'm going to play a game with myself. All right, don't read into that too much. But uh, yeah, guys, so I guess without further ado, as we always do on this podcast, let's dive right in. I guess they were always scared that I'd be a psycho. <laughs> but a new day brings new opportunities. All right, Cody. Here I am. I'm here for one segment this week, taking a break from my vacation. I'm proud of you. Talk to you about Cruella. I'm proud of you. Get out there. Go have a vacation. Get rid of this podcast for a week. Except, nope, I reeled you back in. You're here for a segment. We never stop reeling on the uh, spinning the reel. So anyway, we uh, we had this past weekend a watch party for Disney's Cruella. Um, which was a huge success. Thank you to everyone for coming out and uh, watching another silly movie with us. But uh, why don't we just throw it here, Cody? What is Cruella? This should be like a, a slam dunk for you. Easy, easy. You got easy? this. Okay, I got this. Plot description. It is Cruella DeVille's origin story. Yes. Boom, there it is. Yes. I'm not even going to spoil anything. I'm not going to go into any little depth of detail of this movie. Cruella DeVille, Disney orange, uh, origin story. I was going to give you an A plus until you almost said orange story. And <laughs> now I got to knock it down to an A minus. I'll take still, it. Well done. Way to execute. Yeah, so this, this is uh, Cruella DeVille, the famous villain from uh, 101 Dalmatians, who, uh, of course, is most notable for wanting to skin a bunch of dogs and turn them into a coat. Uh, they said, you know what? This is the person that needs to have their story told. <laughs> and so they did it. And what did uh, what did we think, Cody? What did you think? Yeah, first out again, shout out to everyone that showed up for the uh, watch party. It was really fun. I uh, had a good time. Uh, going into this movie, I'd seen the trailer, but it had been a while since I'd seen the trailer. And I really didn't know what to expect. And when the movie was all said and done, I, I said out loud, too. I was like, I wasn't expecting that, but that's okay, too, kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, it takes place like I think in 1970s London, if I'm not mistaken, yep. during like this whole punk rock era and stuff. And they definitely didn't let us forget it. I'll tell you that much. 
Yeah, well, uh, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah, but uh, overall, like, I had just a lot of fun with it. Like, it was a really good mm-hmm. time. There was a lot of scenes that were just, you know, actually kind of laugh out loud funny. I don't, it, that could have been, again, the whole, like, communal experience of watching it that just made it that kind of fun yeah. and, and laugh out loud. Uh, but you could tell, like, uh, Emma Thompson, who also played in this movie alongside Emma Stone, who was Corella. What was her name the Baroness in this the movie? The Baroness, yeah. Both of them, like, and along with everyone else, I should say, for that matter. But, like, the two of them, you could tell, like, the way they were, like, going back and forth and having, you know, they were having fun, man. And, mm. I mean, when all said and done, like, I had fun with it, too. Of course, the movie ended up being way longer than I expected. It wasn't a typical Disney remake. That's like, obviously, Corella hasn't really been made at its own movie. So having a live action of it on itself is it's interesting. Uh, I don't think it was restricted to all the live actions that we've seen from Disney in the past. Uh, And not that I mean, probably for you, too. It's like, I think Disney's losing that excitement for live action, even for me. Whoa, whoa, don't put words in my mouth. I'm sorry. Maybe you've got the passion for live action. (laughs) No, of course they are. They're fucking bankrupt uh, creatively. come on no but like it's true like even me as the self-proclaimed disney boy sometimes you you get these movies and it's just another live action and not that i'm not going to go see it not that i'm not going to still enjoy it but like the excitement wasn't really there uh and this one again like i said i'd seen the trailer but it wasn't like i was like super like excited for it It it's like i was just going into it kind of blindly whatever it is it is kind of thing like you know you've come to kind of you kind of come to what to expect with these kind of movies and surprisingly cruella uh I mean, there's, there are problems with it and I will say that and we'll get into that too as well. But like, like I said, overall, like it was different and I do enjoy that it was different. I enjoy that it was fun and, and that kind of stuff. And it was a little bit darker too. It was another one I was like, I, again, you, you see Disney and you think it's like this PG kind of thing and, and maybe some people wanted that. Um, but it, again, it's an orange story for a, a origin. I keep saying orange. I don't know why. Origin story for <laughs> Cruella. Uh, and yes, it had dark moments and stuff. Um, but at the same time, like it was still like, you know, it was one of those sympathetic things too. It's like, it's Disney. It had to, it had to play on that. It's like you were rooting for Cruella in a sense. So I don't know. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So. Yeah. That segues into, into what I was thinking about it kind of nicely in that this movie doesn't really have a target audience that's easily identifiable. I mean, it's not really a kid's movie but it's not really an adult movie either i mean i i thought that the director combination with the movie was brilliant right um what's his name craig gillespie uh who did i tanya um and i don't know if you've seen that one yet but i tanya rocks and it's sort of the same idea it's like this villainous figure in tanya harding uh who obviously is a real person um and her story but turned into like this sort of who's telling the truth narrative everyone's telling their own side of the story and it's just very propulsive uh and this movie definitely brings that energy it brings the needle drops probably too many of them but that's fine it brings a lot of energy a lot of visual style and flair to uh to what's going on here with Cruella and I think it fits the character pretty well in terms of like the visual style of this movie. But at the same time, it's like you can feel the Disney machinery sort of reeling them back, right? Like Cruella doesn't get her iconic cigarettes, which is fine. You don't need to put cigarettes in a, in a kid's movie, who cares? But at the same time, she wanders through a, 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 a department store drinking straight from a bottle of, uh, of dark liquor. So, I mean, like you can have that, but not the other. And like she's laying down in the um, in the window display and gets woken up and she's like she looks up and she says what did she say off oh, farts or something when clearly the word there was fuck and they just <laughs> replaced it because they couldn't put that in a kids movie and it's just like you there's all these little moments where they just they have to soften things a little bit because it's a kids it's a quote unquote kids movie uh, and I think that holds things back but like you said Emma Stone is just having a fucking blast uh out there like doing all this nonsensical stuff and emma thompson especially is just like twisting the knife every scene she's in and it's it's really delightful to watch like everybody looks like they're having a good time in this uh in this universe that they've created so even though i don't think it all comes together perfectly uh it's definitely over stylized definitely over long but 
it's fun. You know, I had it like I enjoyed myself watching it both times. I've seen it now. Yeah, it was funny, too, because I know there was comparisons. I had been reading some reviews and stuff. Obviously, the comparison comes from like Devil Wears Prada. Uh, and even jokes and joker i'll bring it up joker buddy i'll talk about joker and how why this works so much better than joker (laughs) Uh, but those are those are the two big comparisons and 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 we talk about this you know this origin story kind of thing with gorilla and it's like in this movie uh it's funny because like i said you're not restricted to having that live action as i brought up already um so it was a lot broader which again that lengthy film that you talked about it's a little long there's things that get set up. There's things that go too fast and whatnot. Uh, I, I see that and the whole needle drop thing. I agree with you on that too. Um, but that doesn't take away, like I said, from the fun of it all. Um, but the Cruella aspect of it too. Uh, yes, uh, it is. It's weird to say that Emma Stone, who plays Cruella, who also plays the Sistella character and stuff too, before the Cruella, and she makes up this, right, persona. Of per- who- yeah, alter you go kind of thing. Sure, and it's just like heist movie going back and forth and realizing all these things about the Baroness and all that kind of stuff that leads to, you know, her grifting days of being Estella and then getting under, you know, in into the business with Emma Thompson's character, who's the Baroness and stuff. Uh, which is interesting too, because you're right. In every scene that Emma Thompson is in, she completely steals the show, and she seemed more cruel and evil than the so-called, you know, Cruella yeah. character, right? Well, let's, and it's let's like, talk about that for hmm, a second, because that—that's where the Joker comparison, I think, makes sense. In that, like, I, I, Joker didn't work for me because it's a purely evil character that does murders, that you're turning into sort of an anti-hero. Uh, and and trying to garner sympathy for whereas Cruella I don't I, I mean I obviously you're rooting for Cruella throughout the movie but not because she's a good person not because she's like in the right necessarily in any given situation like she's manipulating her friends she's kidnapping dogs like she's doing relatively evil things but it's more so that you're rooting against the Baroness. They have found a way to make it work better because this woman that is evil that that wants to skin dogs, which I, they do kind of soften in the movie again. It's a kid's movie. Um, I don't think you could get away with making 101 Dalmatians today about a woman wanting to skin dogs. But not in uh, the Disney realm. They don't they don't say, hey, feel sympathy for this character. No, they say, you see this other character? She does people murders and she's just like (laughs) pure evil so like root against her and for me that made it made it fine because I didn't ever feel like I was like oh hell yeah Cruella's she's gonna kill those dogs no it's just like all right well the Baroness is gonna get her due or whatever you know and I think that is where it differed from Joker in a in a substantive way where it wasn't saying hey this guy that's like evil and doing murders is actually the good guy I, I maybe it's just semantics. Maybe that's just like the way I processed things. Maybe I just hated Joker that much, but it um, it worked a lot a lot better for me than that movie. Say it. Say you like the Joker, Evan. Don't lie to the people of the podcast. Well, if you or want to, to know yourself. my real feelings about the Joker, go ahead and watch or listen to the first episode of Spinning the Reel from season one. <laughs> uh, look how far we've progressed since then exactly all right should we get into spoilers here yeah i'm I'm willing to get into spoilers too many twists too many twists in this movie yeah so i I mean the big spoiler of the movie is we see her character being an orphan at the beginning of the movie uh Mm -hmm. who's estella corella deville um and we see the mother die and whatnot uh and then she gets that right she gets into that grifting with the other orphans and stuff who end up being her best friends her family all that kind of stuff uh, long story short of it all, she gets that internship as uh, whatever, uh, f- fashion design, right? The Baroness is the fashion yep. design queen of the world kind of thing. She gets in and about halfway through the movie, we realize, oh, she killed her mother. Yeah. And then two, her actual biological mother is the Baroness herself. And it's like, okay, plot twist a little bit kind of thing. Um, and it's all that stuff too. Like I said, it's this origin story that again, it's not roped to anything. It's not stuck to these hour and a yeah. half films that we've seen before in the past from these Disney animations. Um, and that's where it gets like a little lengthy, right? You get all these, these needle drops and stuff. And it's like, so it many, mean, yeah, did and it none of them are even many? punk songs. <laughs> <laughs> They're all classic rock. <laughs> 
but th- those are like the like the twists and the turns that drags this movie out and there's multiple heists you know right like the whole necklace that was originally her mother's and then it's missing and oh you end up being on the baroness and all this kind it's of stuff. infuriating she's just, like she meets these guys and they're like ready to help her out and she's like i killed my mother on accident and they're like oh shit that sucks and then she's like this woman i'm working for she stole my necklace and they're like damn well let, let's let's help you get it back and she's like actually this woman killed my mother <laughs> and they're, finally they're just like ready to be all out of it and she's like guys she is my mom <laughs> and it's just like there's so much going on it's just like you could have cut half of this stuff out and it would have been fine yeah i mean there were scenes too it's like it's kind of it kind of sucked too because it's like i get it like you're trying you had a vision because it was still mm-hmm. a two hour or something movie. Oh God. Um, but more there were scenes that, too, yeah. like I wish had gone like longer, like when she shows up to the club and like the more like Cruella aspect of who she is and doing all this fashion stuff, like there's stuff in there. Like, yeah, the songs try and carry it. And I guess we'll get into that separately, but yeah. um, I just wish there was like more time spent in certain scenes. Like when she comes in and she's in like the white coat and stuff. And then it, obviously she flares it into like the, like I wish there was more time spent with maybe that dialogue and, and at least building on that, like stick to like one thing. Instead of having of songs try to fill in for, uh, yeah. for character, character work. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I'm a lot of here. songs, a lot of songs. And I was surprised. And there's me. just so much unnecessary stuff. Like the, the background of her childhood was it, it went on for a long time. Like we get it. She was bullied and then she was mean to the kids. Great. And then the middle part too, when she decides to go after the Baroness for uh, stealing her mom's necklace, um, which is, I think the, the deal, right? I don't remember if that's when she figures out that uh, the Baroness killed her, her mom or not, but either way, it doesn't really matter. The point more so is that she decides to, go in competition with a Baroness and try and like ruin her confidence or whatever. And the result of that is like a 20 minute scene where she just keeps showing up at things better dressed than the Baroness or like dumping garbage on the floor and driving away. Like there's really no point to any of it. And then you get these little like shots of like newspaper headlines saying the police don't know where she is. It's like, what is she doing? Showing up at a fashion show in a nicer dress? Like, is, is that illegal? Yeah. And it, it just like, it, it goes on for such a long time. I feel like there's so much fat in this movie that could have been cut out of it that would have made it leaner and more entertaining. Like it sort of loses the energy that it builds up um, through like those early scenes in London when they're doing their heists and stuff. And that energy really works. It, it loses it as it goes on. And it really just becomes like a performance piece for the, uh, for the two leads. Yeah. Which again, Emma Stone is is great in the movie. Emma Thompson's also mm-hmm. great in the movie. You know, the only live gorilla uh, that I remember is what it's like two thousand one. Glenn yeah. Close. There you go. From like the hundred and one Dalmatian movies. Well, I think she's had. the only other live action. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you know, it's been a while since I've seen those movies too. I, you know, I don't go read back and watch that kind of stuff. But like yeah. Emma Stone does, you know, comparatively, I I can't speak for Glenn Close, but very good job as Cruella like I said you better uh, not insult Glenn Close I would, I would never <laughs> no Billy Elegy baby you carry that oh movie. yeah <laughs> so but yeah like you know we've alluded to it now it's just it, it's it's a fun film regardless yep. of the fact that yeah maybe it's a little long um again the criticism with the music uh I want to just still touch on that a little bit Go ahead. before we kind of get out of here um but it's you're right it it takes away from that character development and it just i mean it's not even like it tries to set a mood too it's like it's constant (laughs) yeah and i was just like man even for me i was like you know i don't mind music in a film to like try and set a mood try and set a vibe kind of thing but like yeah it was honestly excessive like it was just it was a fun soundtrack score to this movie is good but i can couldn't like i was actively trying to listen to the score when Uh we did the the uh watch party and i couldn't find it anywhere it was just song after song and like there's nothing in between really you know yeah i mean i like the songs don't get me wrong it's like good music and stuff that's kind of music i like to listen to but it's like when you're watching a movie and you're trying like i said to understand this character or the relationships that she's built to maybe lead Mm -hmm. to this cruella character that obviously the persona that is getting you know proven and stuff and it's like mm, it's just it's a little too much man that's all i can really say it's just too much to get where it needs to be as well so. right how are we uh how are we feeling about cruella 2 that was announced to be in production <laughs> you or know in pre-production or whatever hey 
you know, get Emma Thompson maybe back in there somehow. She gets out of prison or whatnot for her shenanigans of killing people some <laughs> in some way. But yeah, no, I, I I'd be down. I think, like I said, Emma Stone's good enough. I'll it's, watch anything be, that has Emma Stone in it, pretty much, you know? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they do take the story. Like, I feel like the second one could be a story where it's like, okay, now... Let her be the villain. Yeah, like, now we're here. Yeah. Now we're at a point where she we know her backstory, like the first one's her backstory and whatnot, but now it's like, okay. This now is she has villain. some power and now she uh, she becomes the villain or something. I could, I could see it working. I, I do think that this, like, somebody said it, but... It might have even been one of one of your buddies at at the watch party, uh, but I can't remember who. But they were saying that like all these Disney live action things, the problem with them is they're like shot for shot remakes of the originals with like no new creativity. I think that's right. Um, but like a couple a couple of them have some differences. Like obviously Maleficent um, went in a different direction, and that sort of set the tone for Cruella. Like Dumbo decided to create this whole like basically second movie. Uh, and added into the first one. And I think Cruella does a good job of like being its own thing yep. in like the Disney universe, as opposed to being just like, here's 101 Dalmatians, but in live action, except the dogs are still CGI and or whatever. It's Oh, you want to talk about the CGI oh, dogs? God, dude. The dog they're, with the eye patch? The dog with the eye patch is a real dog most of the time, I think. It does look real. From what I can gather. The, the Dalmatians ones. are very much not. Yes. So. Which... I mean, they did a good job making them look like Dalmatians because that's what that's what Dalmatian looks like. Those are vicious creatures that they can be. Um, I don't know. CGI dogs, I'm, I'm out on the CGI animals, man. They need to stop. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, so, yes, a good... Uh, do you have anything else, I guess? Anything big to I, talk about? I think I that's like- it. I'm with you there. And by the way, when you say my friends, my friends are your friends, buddy. We're all friends here. Okay. That's nice. Anyone that listens to this podcast is our friend. Uh, that is true. 100%. A fact. <laughs> it's, it's factual. But uh, yeah, it, no, it is funny because like I said, uh, I'm actually just going to touch on Riot too as a premier access. I do like Disney taking the side of going a little bit uh like PG-13 and stuff, right? The ones that are a little bit more for adults, right? Soul was a little bit more adult take on something, sure. right? It, it finds, there's those movies right now and Cruella is one of them. I, I like what you said. It's like, it's not quite kid. It's not quite adult. And it's like PG-11 or something. It's PG-11, <laughs> but it's that middle ground, right? Where it's like, yeah. if I'm a little bit older, there's little subtleties and stuff for things that are more relatable uh such as drinking and all that kind of stuff or whatever drinking a whole <laughs> glass of whiskey Woo! one night yep. this boss mm-hmm. sucks <laughs> but no outside of that that's all jokes and stuff but like yeah it's just i like that i like that it it's not stuck to this box and stuck to this you know strictly pg strictly for kids and and getting stuck and hung up on that kind of stuff um and as if much they as they took this, a swing i respect it exactly exactly my only request for cruella 2 is that they uh they let cruella say fuck next time (laughs) on that note letterbox roundup all right evan you know i always go first on this podcast for giving my letterbox reviews and it's never gonna change your mind here (laughs) no uh i actually gave this film uh like i said maybe it was a little bit of the watch party maybe it was you know, maybe getting back in the movie theaters just just psyched me up to be like, man, I'm ready for the summer. I'm ready for these fun, like entertaining movies. And I felt like this is what that was. I, I went three and a half, man. Three and a half out of wow. five. I enjoyed it. Wow. That is impressive. Yeah. I gave it three stars. Uh, not enough killing of puppies. Just mm. kidding. Killing mm. of puppies is bad, but there's a lot of killing of people. So is that also three bad? Stars. Yes. Okay. You didn't yeah. really specify that. You Pretty said sure. puppies were bad. I think so. I think it's bad all around. All right. If you need to talk off the air, we can do that. So, okay. We'll, we'll talk about it later. All right. All right, guys. On that note, on to the next segment. And Evan, enjoy the rest of your vacation, buddy. We'll oh, see I you will. when I get back. I will. Cruella de Vil, Cruella de Vil. If she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. Oh, to Roger. see her is to take a sudden chill. Oh. Cruella. Cruella. 
Okay, guys, Evan's officially gone, but in spirit of Cruella, in spirit of Disney, in spirit of the gaming segments that forever will live on on this show, whether they you like them or not, uh, I am bringing myself my own quiz that I'm just going to go through with you guys. So, you know, if you don't want to listen to me ramble for what looks like 11 questions, you might as well just skip to the part where Connor and I talked to Borderlands movie now. But if you do want to listen in, and you do want to find out what Dalmatian I'm most like, well, then stick around because that's the quiz today. Which 101 Dalmatian are you? So 101 Dalmatians has a lot of Dalmatians. Well, it has 101. It's the point of the movie. So how are you supposed to know which adorable pup you're most like? Easy. Just click away and find out if you're more Pongo, Perdita, Rolly, or Lucky. All right, here we go. First question. When I grow up, I want to own a restaurant, teach, be famous. I'm never growing up. Interesting. I think it'd be cool to own a restaurant, not going to lie, but it's a lot of work and usually a lot of restaurants fail and I don't feel like, I don't feel like that's me. Teach? No, I, no. <laughs> be famous. Obviously anyone wants to be famous who doesn't want to make money, but I feel like I'm a kid at heart. I've always been a kid at heart uh, as much as I grow up and be an adult. I'm going with, I'm never growing up. Forget that. I, if I could be a kid forever, I can go back and be like, the best days or, you know, back in high school and college and all that stuff. One, I wouldn't believe me first off. And two, I guess I should have listened to my parents more. All right. Question number two. Friends describe me as, ooh, a lot of choices here. Funny, hungry, heroic, curious, brave, playful, loyal, elegant. I'm not going to repeat those. I'm pretty playful and I'm pretty loyal. A lot of people think I'm pretty funny. Usually I've been drinking a lot though. And that's when the real funny comes out. But maybe more people are just drunk with me. So they think I'm funnier than I actually am. Um, but I'm going to go with funny. I'm going with funny on that one. You know, I might not come across as much on the podcast. But hey, I'm funny, guys. I'm funny. All right. My favorite color. Ooh, I'm not even going to go through all these colors. There's colors on the screen here. It, it's purple, guys. 100%. Purple has and always will be my favorite color like it or leave it. All right. Question number four on a Saturday, you can find me. <laughs> uh, I work pretty hard during the week. Saturdays I'm up usually early playing disc golf. If I do get up, if I don't get up, I don't know how much uh, I really do on a Saturday. Saturdays are more my rest day, even more so than my Sunday. I know we all like our lazy days. Don't get me wrong. We all need them to recoup and obviously get ready for the start of the next week but Saturday's surprisingly more my lazy day than my Sunday especially right now with not being able to go out as much uh, due to the pandemic and whatnot that's still uh, still going on so sleeping obviously is a choice eating walking reading watching tv shopping exploring or swimming like I said man Saturday is my rest day I find myself taking naps during the day I actually even going sleeping man sleeping I'm a lazy bones on a Saturday question number five I'd love to visit France England Spain or Canada you know I've, I've I have family in England I've honestly always wanted to visit like the Rome and, and Italy of it all so it's got to be England I'm going to England I even you know I'm Canadian technically too. So I should have picked, you know, I could have gone home, could have gone to Canada, but nah, England, I like the Roman times. I liked all that kind of stuff. So I'd like to go visit there. My favorite Disney movie. Why do I only have eight choices? This isn't fair. This is, this isn't fair. I can't limit me to eight choices for my favorite Disney movie. All right. Well, I guess they are for the sake of this quiz. The Lion King, Frozen, Beauty and the Beast. If Olaf was a choice, I think I'd pick it just to, just to piss off Evan, but it's not. Beauty and the Beast, Wreck-It Ralph, Big Hero 6, Mulan, Little Mermaid, or Pinocchio. I am a big fan of every single one of these movies, but the one I'd say I really enjoy the most, Beauty and the Beast, is it's, it's up there for me. It's one of my favorite, especially on this list with not having a other uh, options available to me. Beauty and the Beast, huge classic, huge fan. My favorite Disney Pixar movie. Uh, again, limited me to eight choices. 
have a whole uh, Pixar list, actually, guys, on my letterbox. You guys should uh, check it out. All of them are ranked. Same with Evan. This is my uh, this is my plug for the episode that Evan seems to always have to do, which does remind me. I do believe that Evan has released his uh, his review of uh, Cruella. No, you know what? I lied to you guys. He hasn't done it yet. He said he was going to, but now he's on vacation. So scratch the last five seconds of what you just heard. Evan has not done that. Uh, but anyways, my favorite Disney Pixar movie is Cars. Definitely not. Toy Story. Wally. Up. Monsters, Inc. Ratatouille. The Incredibles. And Brave. So as I said, I have a letterbox of all my Pixar ranked at number one for reasons that I'm willing to talk about on this podcast. I'm pretty sure I brought up once or twice already before in a few segments when we talk about Disney and Pixar, but up sits at the top of my list, guys. I think it goes through the roller coaster of emotions so well that it's something that I really just enjoy when it comes to watching movies. Um, a lot of these, honestly, almost all of Pixar has the emotional roller coaster. If I had to pick an entire franchise, you know, Toy Story and The Incredibles are, of course, up there. Um, but standalone by itself, one that I could watch over and over again, it, it's up. So up it is. Ooh, I get to have a sidekick. My sidekick would be a chameleon, a cat, a fish, or a horse. So yeah, a fish would forget in five seconds. So it could be a good thing. could be a bad thing. Horse. Mm, cat. Or you know what? Chameleon. Chameleon just sounds cool. All I can think of is Pascal when we had a game in the past and Pascal was somehow one for the best sidekick of anyone, which again, I could argue is definitely why it won. Evan would be happy, but uh, Olaf should have been in there, man. Olaf has a sidekick. Where is the option for snowman? It's not in here. All right. Question nine. We're almost done, guys. Are you tired of hearing me rant yet? Are you tired of hearing me just talk and ramble on for what is going to be about a 10 minute segment probably but too bad you're gonna to have to wait and still find out on which 101 dalmatian i'm most like all right as i said question nine when i hear music i dance hum sing or bark oh <laughs> uh, that's funny well i guess if i try to sing maybe people think i'm barking you know i'm not the best singer uh i mostly hum i like to hum pretty much any song so humming it is my favorite Disney dog. I got Nana. Oh, Nana. What's your name? I got Bolt. I got Dodger. Pluto. Bruno. Max. Slinky. Lady. You know, I didn't give Toy Story the win back there for my favorite Pixar movie. I'm, I'm giving this one. I'm giving it to Slinky. Although Pluto is a very hard pass for not wanting to pick it as first but slinky is getting my vote on this one it is what it is all right guys the final and last question before i see what 101 dalmatian i am the thing i wish for most is love money adventure friends knowledge happiness independence or food well if i had money i could buy food if i had money i could buy adventure if i had money Yes, I could even buy friends. Not that I'd want to do that. Uh, the thing I wish for most, though, ooh, you know what? Call me cliche. I think being happy is better than money. There's always that money versus happiness thing. I don't need all the money in the world to be happy. Yes, it'd be nice. Like I said, I can buy all these things. But, uh, you know, nothing beats uh, nothing beats friendship, nothing beats family, nothing beats love and happiness. But uh, overall, I, I would just like to be happy in my life. I'd like to be content with where I'm at. I am content with where I'm at. And I, I just can't complain. So to finish this off, happiness is what I'm doing. Let's see who I am. Oh, my God, you're a Perdita. You are an elegant, gentle, and loving. Everyone adores your classic style and sweet personality. You're a pro, gift giver, and love taking care of people and animals. Well, I guess I guess I'm the mom of the team. It's a little, you know, I'll take it, you know, I'll take it. It is, as I said, it is what it is. So yeah, guys, if you guys want to take the quiz yourself, honestly, just type in, 
101 Dalmatians quiz. You'll find it on Google. You can take it yourself. Have fun with it, like hopefully you did with me. But uh, yeah, figured, you know what? Just because Evan's gone doesn't mean we can't have a game. So with that, let's uh, let's go say hi to Connor, guys. Hey, I did, I did buckle shock. How's your day been, buddy? We haven't really talked much since uh, I left you for dead. Hey, you think you'll freeze to death out there? No, probably not. Bandits will get you first. My day? Been pretty good. Just bought a pony made of diamonds. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm rich. So, you know, that's cool. Goodbye. All right, guys, we just finished up Corella. Evan is officially gone. We don't need him anymore. And as I said, a longtime friend of the podcast is back on again and featured. Connor, what is going on, my friend? How are we doing today? Oh, man, I just love it when I get those text messages that says, do you want to be on the pod? Yeah, yeah. It's more often than not, isn't it? Like, hey, come on, we need someone. You know, it's funny. You're like one of the only people that actually like willing to like come on. So many of them, like I watch movies with so many people, like my friends, and I always ask them sometimes, like, hey, you want to be on? No, no, no. So not saying you're better than them, but uh hey, you showed up. So that's half the battle. I don't think I've said no. <laughs> have I said so, no? I not that I'm aware of. But yeah, hey man, good to have you back here. Uh, always happy I to be here. Brought it up in the intro, but just to get people warmed up for this segment, uh, we're going to be talking about the featured film Borderlands that will be coming out in 2022. It's scheduled for release. Big fan. Uh, usually I do little, uh, not intros, but summaries of the movies. So today I did that in Corella already. I'm just curious, what is Borderlands, Connor? What What is Borderlands for the people who are unaware? <laughs> Oh man, Sum it Borderlands. Up 30 seconds. Sum it up in 30 seconds. All right. So Borderlands, you're on a planet called Pandora, right? And on that planet is a mythical alien thing called the vault. And that's when you get the vault hunters who are interested in the vault because the loot that resides in it. However, the antagonist is more interested in the power it grants them. So the vault hunter is trying to get to the vault, but also trying to stop the antagonist from controlling the powers within. Wow, that sounds like the already movie recap of when it releases in 2022. Pretty good job there, buddy. Oh, so, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Borderlands, guys. It's, it's a first-person uh, shooter game, uh, looter shooter. It's pretty fun. Connor and I play quite frequently, actually, so that's why I thought it'd be fun to kind of bring it up. Uh, I know Evan and I touched on this subject a little bit when Mortal Kombat came out. Uh, and I kind of brought it up then, but I figured uh, get a more avid gamer involved and kind of just discuss not only Borderlands, but the whole, you know, video games being made into live action movies or or TV series or whatever, you know, whatever you're kind of feeling there. Um, but I guess let's just start kind of with the casting that has already at least been announced for Borderlands. Is there anything uh, right off the top that surprises you? I mean, there is definitely big star appeal in this movie already. Uh, and I feel like that's maybe just to get the ball rolling for people who aren't into video games or even know what it's about. But they hear these names like, right, Jack Black is in the movie as uh, featured Claptrap. Uh, Kevin Hart is featured as as Roland, another main character of the series. And, and again, like I said, these are big actor names that even if you know nothing about the movie uh, or the video game, I should say, uh, it might interest you enough in the movie because these are, like I said, big name appeals. It's like, oh, Jack Black's in it. Like, okay, I don't know what this is, but it's Jack Black. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Uh, anyone who's played Borderlands 2, guys, uh, I mean, it is just a chaotic kind of game. The humor in it is honestly very entertaining. Uh, Storyline's very entertaining and, and draws on it. There's some of the best villains in that um, game. Some of the best, you know, just characters in general. My favorite character is Brick. Uh, so he has not been cast yet. Otherwise, I would be either. I would definitely be weighing in at that point to be like, "This is a complete joke." Terry Crews. <laughs> Terry <laughs> Crews. Terry Crews. Where you at, man? Is brick. But uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just curious to get kind of your initial thoughts on not only the cast but just the movie being made in general. I guess because you're you're a pretty avid video game kind of guy. Um, yeah, so. especially Borderlands. Uh, I got I got into Borderlands in 2012, and I've been hooked on it ever since. So. I was rather surprised of the announcement of a Borderlands movie. And even more surprised that Kevin Hart was, I can't wait to play Roland on one of his tweets. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you, and it was, it was weird. Yeah, I'm kind of like, it's wondering like how many of these people actually have one 
played the video game and and are aware of what even borderlands is that's always a funny jack thing black. to jack black jack black he's got a youtube channel jablinski games i can assure you he has played or his kids have played borderlands before <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's about it i can't speak for any <laughs> other act like jamie lee curtis like has she even played a video game before yeah so no, it is interesting. I mean, there's already like initial reviews and and people saying it's, you know, oh, this is going to be a dumpster fire. And, you know, how could they cast? They were actually criticizing Kevin Hart getting cast as Roland and already, you know, so much backlash for a movie that's like two years away and stuff. Um, I know we've talked about it a little bit off air and we'll bring it up now. Uh, the big one, I think that we're most excited for, or I guess has the most pressure, I should say, is uh, Ariana Greenblatt, who plays yes. Tiny Tina. Uh, Tiny Tina is probably one of the, again, most beloved characters in the game if you've ever played it and her personality and persona and all that kind of stuff that is alluded to in the video game. You just hope that obviously gets brought out in the movie. So especially for a child actor, uh, I, I think there's not a lot necessarily on her plate this movie. Like I said, it's just going to be fun, reckless all over the place. I mean, like I said, uh, you know, with the casting and whatnot, that's already been uh, announced. It's just, it'll be interesting to see. Um I guess to continue the conversation, do you do you think it will be good? Like, do you are you looking forward to seeing a live action Borderlands movie? Would would you rather seen I don't know done something different? Maybe like I think you mentioned a TV series. So I'm kind of curious so, about your thoughts. So in in general, just generally speaking, I don't think video games should be adapted to the big screen. I think they're more set for. A TV show kind of a thing and the reason for that is because the stories are not two hours long like it takes longer than two hours to play these games even for speedrunners so I feel like a, a TV show would be better because then you can have more time to play it kind of a thing uh, so that's that's just in general there's only a a few video games I would be like that can be a good movie but for the most part I think they're better off as TV shows um, I think from what uh, Randy Pitchford, uh, the Gearbox, um, uh, what is he like a CEO or something like? He's 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 kind of like the guy we look up to as the in the Borderlands community. He he tweeted a bunch of information about this movie so far, um, teasers, and it's it's not going to be following the video game stories. It's going to be in what he calls the Borderlands universe. But uh, this is going to be kind of new content for us. So we shouldn't be expecting BL1 to the pre-sequel or BL3 to play too heavily of a role in the movie. I think that's a good thing, though, too, because uh, mm -hmm. just speaking to uh, our past segment, Cruella, right, uh, I gave it a lot of praise for what it was for being different because it's not tied to anything. It's not tied to the animated 101 Dalmatians or 102 Dalmatians. So not being tied to what's already been produced in the gaming uh, world for Borderlands. It's like, at least you're not going to see sort of someone who's played it the same thing over again. Uh, sometimes that can just be like a rut, right? You're seeing the same thing over again uh, from animated to live action. Um, and as Disney has proven, it doesn't necessarily work all the time. It's not very exciting to those that are familiar with it who have seen the animated movie. Evan always brings up the point where it's like, if I want to go see this movie, I'll just see the animated version. It was done first, it was done successfully, and, and it's a huge appeal. Um, so to have the Borderlands follow something that hasn't been done is, I think, pretty cool. Uh, and definitely for someone like us, uh, it, it's gonna be engaging to the viewing audience. Like I said, if you had nothing to do with it, obviously it's gonna be new content for you. Uh, but if you are familiar with it, like Connor and I are, uh, it should be, like I said, it's just gonna be like a fun time to do that. Uh, that brings me up to a point too, because like I said, this came up with Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was complete trash. Uh, we've seen movies done before. I think they did. They did Assassin's Creed movie. I actually didn't take the time to see it because I've only heard it was absolutely horrible and atrocious. Have you seen that one? I I, I had I had the privilege to watch it on a plane, and I switched <laughs> movies halfway through the plane. <laughs> uh, I got excited when I saw it in the plane. I was at I was a younger. Uh, time in my life I was like oh my god I, I love Assassin's Creed and watching it and just the animus scene where he's in the animus I was like I was like oh god this is awful it's <laughs> like what the hell's happening in this movie so yeah. I don't think that was very uh I don't think that worked all that well 
Yeah, and I think they've done a World of Warcraft movie as well. And that one stuff. was, I believe, animated. I never saw it, but no. um, it's yeah. hard. It's hard to do a live action because I think in this particular case, you're casting people uh, that I've mentioned: Kate Blanchett as Lilith, Jamie Lee Curtis as Tannis, Kevin Hart as Roland, uh, Jack Black as Claptrap. Uh, these are four of the big names that at least I'm aware of and know of, and I'm sure you guys are too. Um, what's interesting here to me is these aren't the voice actors who ever participated in the games. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong, Jack Black's going to be, I think, really funny as Claptrap without a doubt, because that's just the kind of personality he is. But you get these people behind the scenes who are the voice actor in all of these games who build this persona, who build this character up, because that is what they do for a living. They're very good at the voice acting aspect of it. Um, and that's why I do agree with you to the extent of condensing it to two hours and maybe whether it be a TV series and keep it animated because I'm on the like boat of, yeah, I think it should be kept animated. And I think it should be kept animated because you should keep those voice actors. I think they should roll over into the series and stuff because they, they're the ones who are the ones doing the acting. They're the ones who built up this character to what we love. Yeah. We get these cutscenes in games that obviously drag on for, you know, 40 hours, 80 hours of gameplay kind of thing. And that's, what's fun about it. Like you get to, you know, kind of take along the character's journey as well and, and build to grow or love or hate them in any which way you guys choose. Um, but that's... Is that an Ava reference? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, the Ava hate is real. Uh, but no, like you're right. I, I think it is to, it, it is the voice acting of it. And when you don't get the original voice actors who made the game so popular uh, to begin with, and you get a whole new cast of people, you get a whole new persona of maybe who they're trying to portray on screen. Yes, these are also actors who are, have been very successful in their careers as well. But I don't know how much all of them come from a place of understanding. And I think that's the big, uh, the big in that's missing when it comes to especially making a live action adaption of a video game. So curious on a couple of thoughts there. I know I rambled there for a lot. I'm rambling a lot to segment, Connor. It's because you like Borderlands. I like movies. It's, it's all in <laughs> one. It's an encompassing kind of segment. Well, see, the thing is, they're already at a disadvantage for a live action and getting the original voice actors because one voice actor plays more than one main character in the games. And that's Lilith and Tannis are voiced by the same actress. Unfortunately, I don't have her name up here, but she's very talented. Uh, <laughs> and same thing with Ariana Greenblatt, like Ashley Birch. I know that voice actress. She's, she voices Tiny Tina. She brought Tiny Tina to life. That was all her creation. And she was so good that Gearbox decided to give her her own DLC in the game, which was one of the best extra content for Borderlands 2 is the Tiny Tina DLC. So that, that shows how much an actress, a voice actress can have on a video game. And then when you go to live action, you change all the actors, you know, it's big shoes to fill, honestly. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. And I'm sure in the next couple of years here too, there's going to be plenty of, of movies that I think are, I mean, video games, I mean, there's such a huge industry nowadays. Uh, I mean, look at Twitch and all this kind of stuff. Look at the people that actually make money and, and just, just the appeal of, of video games in general from, you know, anywhere. <clears throat> obviously there's a market for it uh as evan would say capitalism baby uh but yeah there's a market for all this kind of stuff and i think we're gonna you know borderlands is i think is one of the good ones that has that potential to at least you know give us something creative and give us something new that we haven't seen in the series and the video game uh you know that's where i think mortal Kombat, you know sh you know hit a dud you know they're trying to well it's weird because mortal Kombat actually is there any new characters in Borderlands that aren't in the actual uh, game? Because they did the main character in, in Mortal Kombat was created for the sake of the movie, um, mm -hmm. and he didn't work. <laughs> I no. I'd say he didn't work at all. Uh, but I'm I'm actually not, I'm not 100 sure. Are there any characters that have been announced that aren't in the uh, Borderlands uh, world? There are there are some. Uh, Bobby Lee is playing a character named Larry. Uh, to my Larry. knowledge, which is a lot of knowledge, um, Larry is not in any of the video games. To your knowledge, is Connor right or wrong? Is Connor who's- Let me pull up how many hours I have on the game. 
let's see here. Borderlands oh, 2, 841. Yeah. So my knowledge on the game is pretty vast. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's a Borderlands 1 and there's a Borderlands 3. I'm, I'm okay, sure Borderlands have... 3 is at 688. Borderlands 1 is at 120. And Borderlands, the pre-sequel, is at 130. So, yeah. There's... And, and no Larry in all of that. No Larry. I don't even think they even say the name Larry in any of the games. Larry uh yeah so that that's also another interesting thing too where you create these new characters and these new personas uh specifically for the movies and that can always be a cool thing but uh, i think yes there's going to be backlash to making it in the first place from a lot of people uh and that's just because you get you know you and i get so you know enveloped by this world that's created on the screen when we're holding the mouse or the controller and and behind the mouse and keyboard kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and there's backlash there and and i I respect it i get where it's coming from uh i err on the side of yes it's it's could be a slippery slope uh that doesn't mean i'm definitely not engaged i'm not interested um and then there's the other side of it too where it's like uh like us i'm excited that this movie is getting made you know, forget all the haters who say this movie should never be done as a live action. Um, but then there's the haters for, you know, we, we talk about and pick apart the casting as we're doing right now. It's like, mm, you know, I know this character, like this is not the right person I feel for that character. And so there's that backlash there. So I don't know, man, it's, it's always one of those hit or miss things. Uh, you know, it's more of a miss as these as well, just as we get with the, you know, live action adaptions with all of our Disney stuff that, you know, we've talked about in the last segment here. Uh, it's a hit or miss here too. So I, I think, I, I think this franchise, if this movie is done beautifully, just executes all expectations. This, this movie is since the franchise is so big in the gaming community can become more than one movie if they succeed. I, I will say this, the pressure is on this Benjamin Byron, uh, Byron Davis guy for Marcus because Marcus starts off every uh, game. So he better start off the movie with a hit. So I'm calling him out right now. So <laughs> you want to hear a story. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if you have any more thoughts on the matter, not just for Borderlands, but uh, movies in the adaptation of video games and Roman. I, I, I've, in my life, I've liked one movie that was based off a video game, and that was Forward Onto Dawn. That was a movie, that was a Halo movie in the Halo universe, but it wasn't Master Chief Heavy, the protagonist of Halo, uh, but it was more UNSC, which is the military group heavy. And I, I thought it did pretty well. Um, when we got to the graphics of the aliens, it was kind of like, okay, obvious computer animation. Um, and it was there we that, go. I, animation yeah. boy, bring it up. But, but, but it was at the era of, like the movie came out at the same time when uh, special effects and uh, all these animated graphics were really good, but this one didn't really they might have not had the funding to make it really good so it was kind of like eh. some parts were really good in that movie for the um special effects but uh some parts were just like yeah it's it's overly too fake looking to really uh complete my immersion but i still really enjoyed the movie for being based off a video game yeah, I mean, just like movies are an escape for a lot of people, uh, Evan and myself, uh, on the flip end of that, uh, I'm also big, like I said, on video games, and I find them as an escape sometimes after work. That's how you and I honestly communicate a lot of the time, just to, you know, catch up, hang out with the hang out with the friends on a Friday night. You know, the big thing was Among Us for a long time, like games like that, you know, that come around out of nowhere or something, they, they become fun, right? You get you get a hold of people, you're texting everyone and messing with people you haven't like, you know, talked to in a good year and have like a decent conversation. And uh, it's fun to get sometimes on the, like I said, behind the keyboard and stuff and, and get on these chats and stuff and just and just talk and catch up with people you, you haven't seen and, and immerse yourself in that experience, just like movies do. So, yeah, but um, I mean, did you like the did you like the Among Us adaptation movie? Ooh. <laughs> are, are you not familiar with the alien franchise <laughs> is that what you're like is that what alien, you're comparing it to alien was 
basically like Among Us. Among Us. Come on now. <laughs> All right. If that's what you think, Connor. No, but, not uh, Alien. The Thing. That's uh, yeah, the Thing is definitely Among Us. But I got like the spaceship alone. I'm like, come on. This is like I feel like I'm playing these horror movies. <laughs> but um gaming's a great escape and it's it's really difficult for you and i to hang out in person because i'm about 1200 miles away <laughs> so and yeah, uh, sometimes you text me hey can i pick you up something from the store uh and, and i you got do. your chocolate milk it's yeah here. thanks man it's, appreciate it's going, it. it's going bad but it's here <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah and then it's like what time oh 6 p.m your time okay i yeah. got it <laughs> so far away we have different time zones we have to deal with too it but, saddens uh, me yeah, man. Well, I think if uh, you don't really have anything left to say on the matter, uh, I think we're... I do. To... I have one other thing. Oh, I, oh, go ahead, I, I want to do a prediction. You and prediction. I right now, we're going to do a prediction. Ooh, we usually do letterbox roundups, but now we're going to do some predictions. I like it. Who do you think Haley Bennett is going to play? Oh, yeah. She's not cast yet. That's a good question because I feel like all the main characters have been picked and it's going to be someone... Because she's that's a big name to me. And it's like mm -hmm. the big name characters on the female end of things have been have been decided and they're all from borderlands 2 so i don't really want to pick like a borderlands 3 like would i want to see amara in a borderlands movie yeah i would she kicks ass in the game but i don't <laughs> think she's gonna be in this movie one bit at least to start because and i really like I hope they didn't cast her white <laughs> <laughs> uh oh <laughs> but so I don't know. my my guess for Haley is angel Ooh. Jack's daughter. Interesting. Spoiler. I, like <laughs> I just spoiled the whole movie. I spoiled the game. It's what we do on this podcast. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good guess. That is a really good guess, actually. We just need a Jack now. So. Oh, gosh. They just need to get the original voice actor for Jack. If they don't, then the movie's a dud. <laughs> All right. You heard it here first, guys. It's a dud if we don't get the original voiceover uh, of Jack. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, real quick, I know you're about to end it, but he won awards for that for that performance as Handsome Jack. It was so good. They put him in Borderlands the pre sequel and Borderlands three <laughs> in a DLC pack. So that's how that's how good the voice actor was. Yeah. Now, when I say hate, that's the character I'm alluding to. He definitely builds that. Uh, man, I hate this guy, but I love him at the same time. So I can see why he's won, and he's definitely one of I think. He's pretty well known in the the video game world, I think, as being one of the best uh, villains out there. So, yeah, man, Connor, buddy, it's always a pleasure having you on the podcast, and uh, it's always a pleasure uh, for you never saying no, like all the other friends that I have. Maybe you're my <laughs> only friend. Yeah, <laughs> don't say that. I just I just thank them all for coming to the watch party. They're obviously my friends. They just don't want to, I guess, voice their opinions on this kind of stuff, which is fine. I get it. So but that's why we got you here, buddy. So, Well, uh, I'm okay with embarrassing myself. I do it on a daily basis. So yeah, I think so, that's why I'm okay with yeah. coming on here. Well, we do it all the time. Do you, have, do you have any disses on Evan real fast? Like, I know, like, real, 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 real quick. You gotta real, like, real, real, real quick. Um, Evan. We didn't diss Evan at all. Evan. We usually, we usually oh, do that. jeez. <sighs> he is two inches less than the height he puts on his dating profile. <laughs> uh, take that, Evan. So, all right, if we did diss him a little bit, what's the fun in that? So, Evan. I hope I did okay. Evan, you short motherfucker. <laughs> we love you, buddy. Five, six, my ass. <laughs> We love you, buddy, but uh, we got to diss you when we're not here because it's the only time we get without you interrupting us. So on that <laughs> note, guys, uh, we will uh, hopefully catch up with Connor at another point in time. So until After then, After the Borderlands movie. <laughs> yeah, take it easy, buddy. Take it easy. that's going to do it for another episode of spring in the real just want to thank connor again for being on and thank evan for recording in advance so that like i said he could still be here in spirit and part of the show even though he's on vacation this week 
he is coming back next week and we do have a movie already planned in store. Uh, Evan and I, I think are actually going to go see a movie together for the first time in, in quite some time. Uh, in the Heights is going to be premiering on not only HBO, but also in theaters, but you know, like I said, theaters back open for us over here. And I figured, uh, we figured it would be fun to go check that out together. So the plan is to go see that together and discuss it here next week. Uh, in the meantime, you guys can catch up at our website, spendingthereal.com. Uh, there you can find, obviously, not only this podcast, but all of our other episodes are on there as well. So go ahead and take a listen wherever you guys listen to your podcast. Uh, as far as the socials go, Instagram, Twitter, Letterbox, uh, at Spending the Real. So check us out there too. I'll be posting uh, hopefully more frequently, like I said, now that movies and stuff are starting to come back. Uh, things are ramping back up and Luckily, my work schedule, too, has uh, slowed down just a little bit for me to spend a little bit more time uh, enjoying not only films, but enjoying making this podcast and uh, bringing you guys the content. So uh, appreciate the listens. Appreciate the love, guys. And, and uh, until next time. Bye. Bye.